It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an Articles of News episode. It's episode number 460. That's right, 460. I'm joined by Brother Kyle and Robin the Red. Hello. Holy cow. Hello. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have someone besides Kyle here with me for crying out loud. Wow, how long's it been since I've been on? It's been weeks. Y- yeah, well, I'm still, like I'm still, a week. I'm still answering emails angry, and and angry emails. And I am. <laughs> you, you, you think I'm joking? You think I'm no, being don't. sarcastic? All the things I have gone back and forth, and then back, and then also forth. I'll just call his name John, but he oh, says. No. The following, hope he's all right with this. I'll just call him John. Uh, he says something to the effect of, let's face it, you declared myself and the people I love to be terrorists. This, of course, talking about episode 458, where we talked about the Trump truck rallies. The terrorist rallies. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Kyle. I can't. I can't. Do, like, I, can't. I can't do more emails. I'm going to start giving out your personal cell phone number and you can deal with it. Uh, if you want, uh, he says, I'm guessing by this declaration of yours that you won't want any more of our blood money. Good luck when the cancel culture comes after you and your podcast. I'll see you on the other side to which I thought a few things. First of all, I don't feel like we ever called you terrorists. Not necessarily, not nearly on the nose like Kyle just did. No, I, they're not terrorists. They're bullies. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to defend a little bit. I think that people should be able to say whatever they would like and in some cases do whatever they would like. But at the point of intimidation, at the point of endangerment, and this is all sides in all ways, I think at, at the point that I don't feel comfortable that that your expression of your whatever feeling you have threatens my ability to be able to do whatever sort of expression that I have. That's where I have the issue about it, right? <clears throat> if people want to do a big truck rally or, you know, whatever the thing may be that would be more liberal leaning, you know, we want to have a Prius drive off. I don't know, whatever the thing may be, right? Uh, uh, we bi- all park bicycle. our Priuses. Yeah, yeah. Bicycles. You know, uh, and, and freedom of speech is great, I, but I find offense to the F word on flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. I think that there, I think that, there's that a point. That just kind of bothers me. There's a like point where it's like. That. You're great, and then there's a point where it's like you're being a jerk, and so hopefully right. this not very good apology, apology John, <laughs> resounds with you. He he goes on to say, uh, well, so then I decide to reply, and I'll be honest with you, because uh, you know John is closer. He followed the charge to become a Patreon subscriber, so I feel like this is like you knew what we were when you picked us up kind of but you know but i like that john emailed you about it yeah 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 so i I, said so i I, like it so i said i can tell that i have deeply offended you and i'm sorry which is where i should have left it but didn't i said it will be sad to have you leave but understand why you feel the need to no longer be a part of this community and cancel your payment because you don't 100 percent agree with what is being said Also, knowing that you feel the way that you do, you know, at the point that this month that you have been a subscriber and already paid for, we'll just go ahead and remove you. Because I had, I mean, this was a week ago that his initial message sent. I I really believe and know this, too, 
because I know that we make people upset. I really feel like we can all come to a table and have a conversation and we don't have to agree with one another and we can really learn. And hopefully people get that from the cultural hall that like we can sit in the pews with people who feel differently than we do and we can all just come to the foot of Jesus together wherever we're at. And I mean that sincerely. It maybe sounds a little even more religious than I normally do. So I said, listen, you know what, I'll, I'll keep you in this group because you paid for, you know, the duration of this month. And then, you know, I'll move you out so you don't have to worry about denying. And he says, sorry, Stedman, you're not getting rid of me that easily. Somebody <laughs> needs to keep you on your toes. And besides, Kyle's comment landed the same day that my pickup was stolen. And I wanted <sighs> you guys to feel the same pain that you caused me. So, oh my gosh. So I learned two lessons. John, le I'm sorry. That yeah. stinks. Yeah. So I learned two lessons yeah. in this. One, I'm not alone I'm not allowed to be alone with Brother Kyle on articles of news anymore because he brings out the worst of me. My mom said oh, we no. my mom said we can't play anymore, Kyle. <laughs> and then secondly, I had no idea really what John's tone was because it was all written textually. So, John, glad to have you and and hope that you'll stick around. And, uh, and and maybe, just maybe, a future episode or snippet of an episode with me and John talking about the things that we learned as we had our online fight. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Lots of people are doing it. I did that special episode. Thank you to everyone who has come on board. And for those that are fence sitting, come on, come on. Don't sit on the fence. What is it about the warm water in the mouth? You spew it. Drink the hot water, what? drink the cold water. I don't know. No idea what that is. I should have left it at one religious principle within this. Robin, I haven't seen or yeah. talked to you in forever. How are you doing and what's new? I am doing as good as can be expected in the times we live. Uh-huh. Have you um, have you had the COVID yet? Oh, no. Okay. No. I hope I don't jinx myself so far. So good. Okay. I've moved to many different jobs because... Not sure what I'm doing with my life uh -huh. quite yet. <laughs> I think I finally got a permanent job because I've done temporary work for ever since. Mm -hmm. Started doing school since the government's willing to pay for it because of COVID. Nice. Great. Good for you. Oh, so, yeah. Doing digital design at a tech college, so it will, won't take as long. Good for you. But yeah, so I had to get a job that would fit within my school schedule and so it made it more difficult. <laughs> sure. Now, let me ask you, because you are single, you are not married. Yes. Um, and partnered, as far as I thanks, know. Thanks. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I'm, gosh, I'm kidding, What's wrong Richie. with you, Robin? I'm kidding. Yeah, so, I know! <laughs> <laughs> she disconnects. Boom! Ah! No, but I am curious. <laughs> what has, like, emotionally or mentally, how has COVID been for you? I, well, I was recently reading sort of about this, and I thought it to be kind of interesting. So how has it been for you in that regard? Well, I am more of an introvert, so I tend to stay more alone. Uh huh. So as far as like some of that's not been as hard. But I mean, with church and everything, not really being able to connect with people, because I, I joined my ward, my singles ward, when during COVID. So I really don't know anyone in my ward, because everyone's face is covered, and you really don't spend a lot of time like hanging out with people if you don't already pre-know them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we uh, out in the parking lot for everyone, like in the open air, not in the church. People may like stand around separately and talk, but I'm like, since I don't know anybody, it's not like, hey, hi. Yeah, like, it's been I, so I long. That person. Yeah, 
Yeah, pre-existence. So, now, now, so let me ask you this. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have been meeting together then. We did. We They upped the numbers. And then when, like, and they're saying, if you felt like you could come every week, we did that for a little bit. And then with the recent huge uptick, we went back to every other week. But we can do the virtual now, which we didn't before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're every other week, depending on where we live. I finally got a calling. Nice. What are you? What do you do? I'm going to be the Relief Society teacher. Oh, cool. So I got to learn Zoom. Nice. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Now, yeah. le- now, let me ask you one more question about that because of um, priesthood responsibilities and obviously that you can't hold the priesthood as you've been able yes. to go back to church and be able to partake of the sacrament. First of all, were you able to get the sacrament before things opened back up? Did they make away means? And then secondly, now that you've been able to go back, even though it be now every other week, have you noticed a significant difference in being able to take the sacrament? Well, my year last year, like I'd say from July when I was working on the cruise line, I didn't get to take the sacrament, but two times. Mm -hmm. And then I came back for a little bit of time. This was before Corona to a singles ward. So I was there for a little bit. Then I went to Yellowstone. So I couldn't have the sacrament then. Then I went back to Utah. I had a little bit of time and then went back on a cruise line and then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So I lived with a cousin whose family had, I was able to take it in their home for a little bit. But then after I moved out of their house, I wasn't able to for a long time Hmm. because I was not in a ward, like a certain ward. And there's just a lot going on. Being in my ward, I haven't really pushed the issue because I don't want to burn the brothers out with having to go to all these sisters. We have a lot more sisters in our ward than brothers. Sure. Probably like three to four times more. Good for those guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Which is about normal for a singles ward. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately. This one, I think, it, yeah, this one is a little bit, I think, I've had some that are a little bit more even, evened out, but this one seems a little bit more skewed to mm. the females. Um, and maybe it's just because the guys aren't coming cause in person. I don't know. Maybe the sisters are coming more in person because we can't have the, the sacrament where the, the gentleman may not be. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I ha- they, they do offer that option. But yes. I haven't taken it, especially since it's only every other week. I figure right. Heavenly Father is not going to condemn me if I die on the week that I didn't go to church. <laughs> you get up to the gates <laughs> and he's like, I mean, you had a chance to be there and you chose not to. I, totally. Well, technically didn't have a chance. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as you didn't drink coffee, I think you're fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Phew. <laughs> Is that coffee that was going to get yeah, me? Yeah. All the rest, you can, listen, you can lead a hundred percent perfect life otherwise, but like the meme on the internet would teach me, he's so glad you didn't drink coffee. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, any Anything else new that we should know about? Well, just one funny fact. Um, friend of the show, Steve Solberg is in my ward. Oh, really? Yeah. Steve, Steve, who made it famous, I don't know the episode number, but listen to the very end for when I ask him favorite, what his... <laughs> favorite part of his face is? Yeah. I can't yeah. help but see him and think yeah. of that. It's his eyes. His favorite part of his faith is his <laughs> eyes. I'm sorry, did you think I said face? So, Brother Kyle, <laughs> speaking of a face I can't forget, what's new with you? Because you haven't seen my face, because I don't have the real Zoom. Well, you, I don't have a camera on You're my Zoomed enough. All right. You have a phone. I know, but it sounds, it doesn't sound as good and it doesn't work as well. So I'm just using the work 
type Zoom that I use at work, which is just my voice. I'd rather not have people see me. Yeah. I'd rather not have to see you, but still, what's going on? Uh, well, man, I've been gone a lot. I've just been gone every weekend. And so I haven't been able to attend church, but there hasn't been church. Huh. So I haven't been taking the sacrament either, Robin. So it's Aww. all right. You and I can burn an eternity together. <laughs> okay. You can say, hey, there's somebody I know, and I'll be there. But uh, you but- may be further down in Dante's Inferno than I am. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Jeez. I think she's got Just your number, kidding. Kyle. I think she's, she's got your number. Me off the knees. <laughs> yep. I was I was helping out all those other people that you know maybe. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. uh, doing. Uh, I think if I know correctly, you've just been doing a bunch of mountain biking, enjoying the last waning days of warm weather in the state of Utah, brother Kyle. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and COVID free Had another test, uh, yesterday. Nice. Um, I, I get the instant test anytime I want one. Yeah. So, so sometimes I do it just for fun, yeah. just to like throw it in the face of everybody else that, you know, waiting in line or has to wait for results or can't get one or one or is quarantined. I just go get one. Now, is that because you spent a small portion of your life as a medical test dummy? Nope. Oh. It's, uh, <laughs> it's because of who I know and how I know to get it. So I can just, if I want one, I can get one anytime. Can you hook me up? Uh, nope. No? I, <laughs> sorry, I can't. Can you tell me yeah, who your source one. is? I, I can, it's kind of fun because I can get one like two days in a row. I got one. Huh. Yeah, they're like, it's no problem. Yeah, and it's like, and then it, if you haven't seen the instant ones, it's great. It takes, uh, they say 15 minutes, but within 10, you know. Yeah. And it's either one line or two. Yeah. So it, it's similar to like, Remember sitting in the bathroom, if you're married, you sit in the bathroom with your wife, looking at that little thing, waiting for one life, one line or two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just praying, you know, almost in tears yeah. that it will only be the one line. You know, be the... <laughs> I don't think that's most people's experience, Kyle. Oh, it, it okay. depends. It depends on your um, what you're wanting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess so. You, you know what? Because it could be the opposite. You know, you tears know what, when you do see the one. <laughs> you know what? I wish they would do. And you know, if anyone knows a uh, a COVID test developer, do you guys remember? I think we're all old enough. I know Kyle is for sure. The T-shirts from like the late '80s, early '90s that changed color based on body heat. Do you guys remember these? I can't remember what the like technology or whatever is, but do you do you remember this? I, I don't, don't know. know that I remember that. Other huh. than mood rings, okay. I don't remember the mood yeah, rings. Yeah, it's, yeah. Essentially, it's essentially like a mood ring, but it was a fabric. And I think that we should be able to develop some sort of thing that like we just breathe on and it changes colors if you've got COVID. Like more instant than spitting in a tube or you know, waiting yeah. in the bathroom with your significant other, praying for the result to be the way that you want it to be. Like, I just want to have it thermocolor. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Or you could sweat it out and then it would change color when you have COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drop Put a it on people sweat. at the gym so you can tell. Then you can, <laughs> you know, shame, push that person. Or your mask or your mask changes color. Yes. Oh, See? there you go. You get every, we all get the same masks. And if you start to, if you have the disease, it shows up in thermocolor unclean across your mouth. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You can't see, but the other, then you'd have to judge by their reaction. Yes. See, when I they oh, run away from you and look at you in disgust. Million dollar idea. Uh, let me just share this about uh, things that are going on. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. 
the holidays are going to be a busy season. I opened the show at the theater again. Uh, I oh, play yeah, good. I play Billy at the Desert Star Theater. People can contact us via any of our social medias if they live in the state of Utah or happen to be making their way this way. I would love for anyone to come and see. They are very socially distant. What is normally a 250 house uh, seated house theater, they're doing like 50. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is six feet from any other person in your household, and. All the actors have to wear masks backstage, but it's a lot of fun. I don't want to say I'm too hilarious, but I'm right that I'm that right level of hilarious that you're going to need. And if you can't come to see the show that I'm particularly in, wherever you live, if there are cultural or artistic or theatrical productions that are trying to make their way through the dumpster fire that is 2020 now trending into 2021, Support those people because those people will go away without your money. They think that your support online is great, and it is, but also they need your money because I tried to pay my mortgage with support and great Facebook comments, and the mortgage company was like, yeah, money would do. I actually would prefer money to pay this off. So wherever you live, wherever you are, make sure you patronize those folks, and then, uh, and then it'll be able to continue when all this mess gets over with. What do you say, you guys? We take a break and come back and do actual articles of news sounds good sure hey this is dan the laptop man from pc laptops it's our ultra mega back to school blowout sale we have hundreds of thousands of dollars of ultra high quality laptops and desktops on sale for up to 50 percent off the original prices we've got demos scratch and dents trade-ins and funny colored computers it's crazy remember you get a lifetime service guarantee on any pc laptops brand computer that means if you mess up your windows or you get a virus or spyware it's covered forever Got an old yucky computer? No problem. We'll take it in on trade and we'll transfer all your pictures, music, and all your stuff to your PC Laptops computer for free. When you get your computer from PC Laptops, we'll make sure you're taken care of for a lifetime. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC Laptops desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC laptops where computers start at $7.99. PC laptops, we love you. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of the Culture Hall, it's time for articles of news. We're going to get to it in just a second, but I want to encourage you, if you are not a part of the Cultural Hall back row, 100 plus members, this is not something you have to pay for. It's people that love this show that want to share their nerdy support, different tangent things. We have arguments in there as well discussions, political, uh, behind the scenes. Sometimes we make a random joke and someone will say something like, hey, was this side comment, this joke, this line from this play, whatever the thing may be, uh, a great place if you really love the Cultural Hall to nerd out about it. Uh, You can find it on Facebook. It's called the Cultural Hall Back Row. You search it. We have to allow you into the group. Uh, But 
secret. We allow everyone into the group. So go ahead and check that out. It's the Cultural Hall back row. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. I want to hit uh, this story nice and quick. You know, we make our way toward um, the First Presidency Christmas devotional. Do you guys watch this every year? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no, you don't? I forget about it most yeah. of the time, and it, then I forget to go watch it again. <laughs> and but Now on demand, so there's really no excuse. I'm not allowing you to have that I excuse, know. Robin, but I do forget too. But I love it because it's like, imagine you have three grandpa grandpas who tell Christmas stories, and then there's amazing musical numbers. Now, I don't know how it's going to work exactly this year, but it will be the 6th of December. It is going to be pre-recorded music from the Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra at Temple Square. Uh, There will be no mad fight for tickets because no one can attend. Um, You'll be able to see it on BYU TV, the Latter-day Saints channel, churchofjesuschrist.org. And you'll be able to um, share your thoughts about it. And uh, Andrew, Mr. Mayor, who runs our Twitter, uh, he will be live tweeting the Christmas devotional. So look for us to be able to share those uh, comment stories and observations. Uh, That's the hashtag Christmas Devo. Do, 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 do. Is that Devo? No, that's. I don't know. I mean, I've heard of Devo. I just don't know. Is Devo whip it? Kyle, yep, now I'm embarrassed. Whip it. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay, good. I made the right <laughs> joke. Okay, I can't I believe you. It. I wish you wouldn't have referenced that song. Yeah. <laughs> Not appropriate, <laughs> but. It's going to be stuck in his head all day. It's about getting your kids to work on the chores, on oh, the chore Okay, chart. yep, that's it. Crack that whip <laughs> into shape. Shape it up. Robin, what, straight. Do you, what do you have, Robin? Move forward. So. One a member of the church decided that they wanted to honor a missionary who served in the southern states. His name is Joseph Standing, and he was called and he was killed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know how to say the name of the town anyway, but it happened over 141 years ago, and he was only 24 years old. Hmm. So, but it took a long time for the church to get a hold in Georgia. It wasn't, they didn't establish their first congregation until May 1978. Oh, wow. And then, it, yeah. And then the temple was um, dedicated in 1983. They also got a bishop storehouse there in Atlanta, which is able to help a lot of people hmm. um, throughout the time. But this brother decided it was time to do a marathon walk. So they walk um, this marathon and they get up super early and, and do it. And they go from that memorial, walk around and then come back to the memorial, have a potluck. Um, it's like $15 to register. Wow. And just to kind of um, the purpose of it is just a celebration of community, unity, goodness and grace. Well, and it's an in, so, it's an interesting thing. You know why it took so long um, for the church to get a mission and a, a, a steakhouse even in Georgia, right? Do you know the story about this? Um, I don't know if they, I know the official they, story. They had to count all the people in Georgia, and then they had to recount them, 
And then the church courts got involved and said, no, I'm not sure there's enough. And so they had to recount them again. And then um, one church leader was like, oh, you didn't count them right. And the other one was like, we counted them just fine. And so finally, after it and was then much, one counted really, really slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And made sure and made sure that, uh, you know, lots of people were watching them count the people. So that's why it took so long. To get that. Oh, okay. The, the other thing that's sort of funny is because his name is Elder Standing, right? Joseph Standing. Yes. Uh, the the headline of this, and you can find, by the way, all the, the links to the stories that we share at theculturalhall.com in association with the show notes of this episode. The headline says something like the standing marathon. And I was like, how do you yeah. stand for 26.2 miles? It didn't make any sense to me. There you go. Brother Kyle. Well, it's down a little further, so. It's down a little further. I mean, if they go and look for it, you got to scroll a little bit. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I mean, you'll be able to find it at theculturalhall.com with this episode. Um, uh, Brother Kyle, you have breaking news for those of us here in the state of Utah. Yeah, for those of us where Rich is, uh, there have been, there's been a spike in COVID cases. It, I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe yeah, it's it going, going up. up. I'm shocked. Yeah. But they have, uh, so the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in northern Utah, or in Utah, uh, has decided by partially from a recommendation of the governor, they're they're limiting their gatherings um, now. For, for, they're modifying temporarily from what they had. Uh, so young single adult wards will now hold the second hour of church virtually in place of in-person meetings. Um, in-person youth gatherings should now be limited to those with a religious purpose. I don't know what it was before. So like before, I think it was like, we're going to get together and play games. And now it's like, listen, get together for a religious thing. Yeah. Which really, maybe they should just not get together. Just Zoom for a little bit. Yeah. Maybe give it a couple of weeks since now you can't go to school either. Yep. Uh, and previously they allowed uh, small in-person youth gatherings during the week. So as long as they limit, uh, as long as they were limited to quorums and classes, now those gatherings must be limited to, as I said, a religious purpose. Uh, with all sporting and non-religious activities temporarily suspended. Uh, additionally, attendance at baptisms, funerals, and weddings will be open to immediate family and those officiating only. Hmm. Interesting. I hadn't heard that last part. It, well, some families are pretty big, so yeah. <laughs> even with immediate <laughs> family. Yeah. Right. Why are there 40 people here? You know, it, it is interesting, yeah. and people are probably they're listening to this that aren't in Utah. They're like, why do we care? This is Utah. But here's what's so interesting is once the Utah mission or the Utah area uh, makes changes, I, I think it instructs more people than we would maybe hope, um, but even further than would expect that it would, right? Like Idaho and the surrounding areas of the church would take a nod sort of from um, the Utah authorities and be like, what are they doing? Oh, oh, we're going to go ahead and do that. I would be curious if you are you know meeting an award if you're not meeting an award what it's looked like for you uh we've had some correspondence with that but you can always reach out to us contact at the and um, be able to say hey this is what's going on in our ward this is what it looks like this is how it went it's changing because numbers in whatever state are going that way uh, it is interesting to see how it's so vastly different uh, across the United States. And because I mentioned the email address, I should let you guys know that the email box sponsored by the folks at Utah Taste Off, 
Uh, get yourself delicious kits once a week. You can sign up for them. Uh, get yourself some warm soups, or if you if you'd like to have a competition of of rolls, it's for Utah residents only. But you can check out the delicious look of the food at Utah Taste Off on Facebook and also on Instagram. Uh, okay, Richie, I have a question about yes, that. Real yes, fast. yes, you've mentioned it. Uh-huh. You say it's in Utah, uh-huh. but does, is it area specific or is northern? It, like how northern. would you? Okay. So like Salt Lake area? Yeah. So what you so what you do, I appreciate you asking, is so if you follow the page, they'll say, Hey, this is what the taste off is for the week. And then you can see that it's say soups, for example. Then you can go and you can pay the money to get the six different kinds of soups and they tell you where you can pick it up. And then you can pick the food up. Pick of the food. I'm not sure why it got Italian all of a sudden. <laughs> um, but you can pick the food up and you can be like, Oh yeah, and then you can vote or you can just enjoy the delicious things. Um, that you have purchased, but but absolutely okay. cool. They'll do cookies. I'm sure that they'll do Christmas cookies as we get closer uh, to Christmas right. itself. Um, I was hoping fudge. probably fudge. fudge. I was hoping okay. I was hoping that they would do turkeys. I would love to get six different turkeys, but maybe cost prohibitive <laughs> uh, as far as that goes. But it's a it's a pretty cool thing, um, and I'm excited that they have decided to. Uh, sponsored that portion of the cultural hall. Let me tell you this. This was an interesting article uh, from KSL. It says, everything, I love these kind of headlines, by the way, too, everything (laughs) you need to know about Utah's most recognized man-made structure, which is obviously the Salt Lake Temple. And so you think, man, everything I need to know? Mm. Yeah. So then it it gives me the information. and And here are these everythings that I needed to know. It took 40 years to build. Okay. It's under construction again. Okay. The foundation had to be laid twice. Okay. The Christmas lights at Temple Square are a big deal. Okay. Are they? I didn't know that. I mean, they used to be a lot bigger deal, but they were killing the trees. Did you know that? I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. The The lights would get so warm because they would leave them on for so long during the holiday season that they, the, like, arborists were like, yeah, you got to... You can't do this anymore. Um, I, I guess the one interesting thing that maybe I didn't know, I'm sure it was in the millions, but I didn't know it was between three and five million people that visit Temple Square every year. Didn't know that. Uh, otherwise, uh, here are the other things that every every single thing you need to know. There are symbols everywhere at the temple. Okay. The granite is from Little Cottonwood Canyon. Okay. It has a unique architect- architectural style. Okay. For a time, it's going to be open to the general public, which is cool, but we, of course, knew that. And uh, yeah, you need to write that outside of Utah. Yeah. Then I, it might be interesting. Right. But for KSL, a local and very liberal, right like Mike Lee, right? That liberal <laughs> KSL. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yeah. Don't get me started again. John, I yeah, love you. Stop it. Stop it. I love it. you, John. <laughs> I should dedicate a little portion of everything for love for John. Um, Elder Uchtdorf, stop it. Yeah, stop it. Uh, I did. I just, I, I love articles that give me things, but when they tell me it's going to be something I've never heard or everything, let it be something I've never heard or be everything. You had another one, Robin. I do have a couple, but I'll just do one. Um, I forgot to go look it up. But um, BYU has decided to, with everything that's been going on with the social unrest and just a lot of different things, they decided to 
make some t-shirts and on the back of the t-shirt it says love everyone or love one another sorry Mm -hmm. love one another and the front has something i think it's like we are all one or we are one or something like that Mm -hmm. and um they did it because they wanted to like have more unity and a spirit of like inclusion um and so and other sports were doing it like the um, NBA and WNBA were doing things and they wanted to kind of bring more positive light towards oh we are one is what it says in the front but they want to bring more positive light and someone uh Mark Clegg saw it he's the director of the BYU store and decided that that would be something that would sell mm-hmm. well so they contacted them and they got it into this into the store bookstore and um, they are using the money that goes towards selling. I don't know if it's all the money. Uh, yeah, 100% of the proceeds are going to minority students um, because a team requested it. Cool. And it's helping, yeah, it's helping them to be able to probably scholarships or whatnot. And they've sold the first initial run, sold out in two days. Jeez. And it was 10, 000, tens of thousands of dollars. Good for them. Jeez. Exactly. And they feel like having that on their back that we love one another um, helps them have better sportsmanship and it's um, caught more national attention Yeah, because it's brought more unity and love towards everyone. So So, good good on him. (laughs) So brother Kyle sent me a message the other day and he was like, we should do a parody of that t-shirt that says we're number one. And then love one another on the back. And I was like, I don't know, brother Kyle. I appreciate that idea, though, Kyle. That was great. That was a good idea that I came up with. (laughs) Oh, crap. All right. This one is interesting. And and this will actually be a future um, third block of the cultural hall, uh, which, by the way, I haven't even mentioned. We've got a third block coming up in this one. We're going to visit with Sean Stevens. Who uh, he was in episode I want to say 177 back in the day. He's an actor. He is in an upcoming oh, family yeah. feature Christmas film um, that he and another member of the church, who's unfortunately or fortunately named Spanky Ward, um, he <laughs> is the director of it. Sean is uh, a guy that, as near as I can tell, no spoilers, plays a Santa type feature. Uh, character within uh, the movie The Santa Box. So we'll talk about that coming up in the third block. Okay. Um, But these folks, the Blackburns, um, he that is Brother Blackburn, that is Rex Blackburn and his wife, they decided that he was going to run the the, uh, Mormon Pioneer Historic Trail. So... Wow. What he did was uh, just a, a, a few months ago decided that they would run the entire 1,300 miles stretch. That's where the the pioneers first crossed in from uh, 18 in 1847 from Nauvoo to the Great Salt Lake Valley, like uh, you know the William Martin Handcar Company, all that kind of stuff. And so he decided that uh, yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run it. I'm going to wow. run that whole 1,300 miles. So his wife was like, you know, we have an 18 month old, right? Oh my gosh. Yep. And that's why I'm leaving. Yeah. (laughs) I'll ask him about that. 
because <laughs> maybe because maybe there is anyway uh they did it for uh mental health awareness i'm gonna let them tell their own story but teaser for a future upcoming episode they've agreed to be on the show and they'll tell us how they got the idea to do that but he said he would run essentially a marathon monday through saturday and then take a rest on sundays because oh my gosh geez. sunday is a special day that sounds like something janae and her husband would do right right <laughs> And she would take and she would take us thirteen hundred hours to tell us the story <laughs> oh. about it. But, but she'd probably have the the cart that they'd push together like across the with the kids inside. Yeah, and and you know what? Every single one of her kids and her and her husband would talk about it as the sweetest experience they'd ever <laughs> experienced in their entire life. And that's no sort of slight. I love. No, no, I, we love her. I love Janae so much. She. Um, so if you listened to the most recent articles of news where Janae and uh, baby Eden uh, stick around, by the way, to the very end for the little Easter egg, if you didn't hear it. Um, oh, I did. It was super cute. Yeah. Baby Eden makes an appearance on the on the uh, show. Um, like it, it, it's just they are just the quintessential cute, 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 cute family. Um, but I got a message after the fact from Janae that was like, D should I? Is everything okay? Maybe I was too. And I was like, no, Janae, you were great. And she's like, well, I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I wasn't being too much. And I'm like, no, Janae, you're great. And she's like, I'm still going to write and send you something. Would you please share it with people? So we shared that er earlier this week on our Facebook page. Make sure you're following uh, facebook.com slash the cultural hall or just search the cultural hall. Uh, this was kind of no, cool. I'm sure she Oh, I'm sure she's the first person laughing as she hears us talk about it. Oh, for sure. She's such a good, good sport. She's such a good sport. Do you guys know who Tony Finau is? Golfer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Uh, Mormon golfer from BYU. Yeah. Okay. Amazing, amazing golfer. Uh, he was in, you recently introduced, uh, I'm sorry, interviewed on the Eric Landers Lang show. Uh, which is like, a, as near as I can tell, it's a guy who likes golf and he talks to golfers, right? It's essentially like mm -hmm. that. Um, but he ended up sharing a, a little bit about um, his membership in the church and kind of his mission. I want to play a little bit of that. I want to talk to you about being Mormon because I'm yeah. so, I'm so uh, interested in anything that helps people, I guess, access like love, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that's a big part of what we do with Random Golf Club and just sort of the idea of... Uh, Breaking down anything that might separate two people. Yeah, and uh, I love that. thank you. I mean, I didn't yeah. invent it, but <laughs> no, no. I was, yeah. But we do it in golf. Yeah, and you know, I've seen that with my friends who are LDS, and yeah. and I was sad to learn that you didn't go on a mission. <laughs> I like was expecting some awesome mission story. Yeah, you made the decision not to yeah. because of golf creating a platform. Or yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like. I am on my mission, you know, and I've been on a mission to a lot of different countries at this point and, and, and doing my thing. But, you know, I think the, the, the strongest way I can put it is, you know, I, I felt like golf was my mission. I, I really did. And, and as a strong member of the LDS faith, you know, I had always dreamed of going on a mission. I always thought I was going to go on a mission. Um, but when the opportunity presented itself, I took golf as, as, as my mission and it, and it ended up being, that was the right thing for me. I felt like, you know, and, um, but you know, being a member, it's very, there's not a lot of us on the tour there, there, I think there's two of us, it, you know, it, Daniel Summerhays and myself, yeah, I was both like Utah, Summer Hayes you, yeah. yeah, both Utah guys, uh, both Utah ties. Um, but wait, um, now that, uh, you know, I think Zach Blair, Zach, yeah, 
Zach Blair is on, is on tour. I think a little less active, but he is, but he is, but he is a member. You know, but the the biggest thing, you know, coming from an, an LDS background and having the having the faith, I think, is just exactly that. You know, I, I have I've always had faith in better things, and and the God, and and the church has taught me that. You know, and a lot of the way that I feel like I I act and and try to um, is just from what I've learned, and not only from. Uh, from the church, but from my parents and, and learning to just try and be a good example. You know, I think we're all children of God. I believe that. And um, we can all help. We can all help each other in, in some way. And, and I hope, you know, that's to me, that's my mission, just just to be a light to everybody. And if people take a liking to who I am or what I do, hopefully they know what that comes from, that, you know, that light is, is from one source. And I believe that source to be Jesus Christ. Um, but I can only try my best to to act according to what I believe and again if people draw draw to me uh, because of the way that I am and the way that I act again you know that's light and that, that light comes from one source I feel like so again that is Tony Finau a professional golfer attended the BYU member of the church he and his wife uh, do a lot for the church but I thought that was interesting to hear uh, a, a, a gentleman, or it could be a lady, but in this case, is a gentleman at the top of his game, uh, giving credit to to the church. I always I always find that to be unique and also awesome. Mm. So glad I could share that. Uh, Brother Kyle, do you have another one? Uh, yeah, I, I think you mentioned this before, but it, it's official. The the uh, big red vending machines, uh, the uh, gosh, I just for the giving machines. Yeah that everybody loved and it raised more than $6 million last right. year. Uh, they're not going to be around this year because of COVID-19. Evidently COVID got into one of the machines, <laughs> spreading it around to the others through the electronics. Yeah. But now yeah, they're so all they're, sick. Yeah. So they're pulling the plug on them this year, uh, literally and figuratively. So what, uh, are, what are they doing instead? Because I, I didn't read into more of it once I had, uh, once I had my suspicions affirmed that we weren't doing the thing, I didn't realize. I know it says that we're going to be able to give virtually, but I mean it's not as cool as, you know, beep boop beep booing and dropping a goat. Right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and so that what will are they be doing? Back next year, uh, hopefully that's the plan. But right now, the uh, hashtag Light the World initiative, it, they're giving a bigger push to that. Uh, to try and kind of make up for it uh, through volunteers act, act through volunteering. Um, you can donate to, to Latter-day Saint charities. Um, there's a daily calendar of 25 simple ways to help others on there. So, so they want you to do that instead this year, hmm. go there. It's, it's not as cool, uh, kind of as fun, but, but it's, it's still a good way to do it. If you're planning on doing that, go to the hashtag light the world. Okay. Light the world, uh, org too, right? I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, lighttheworld.org if people want to download those calendars. A simple 25 ways to serve other people. What do you got, Robin? Last one I have is two sister missionaries decided to take this Book of Mormon that was left in this apartment that they were in that was waterlogged. And so they just told it, somebody said, throw it away. And they're, you know, they're like, we can't just throw it away. Yeah. It's a Book of Mormon. Do you guys feel weird oh. about that? Do you guys feel weird about throwing out religious yes. things? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, well, when I feel like they're still religious, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Like I mean, garments, that... for example, when they're, when they're just cloth again. And it's not a sure. Problem, yeah, like, and 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 I feel like within the church we're told about how we take care of garments so that they can be properly well, yeah. disposed. But I'm talking like, 
like church, church pamphlets or old scriptures because you got new paper scriptures or, you know, like I still have my back when we used to have a specific like missionary lessons when I served my mission and I had them yeah. bound in a book. Like I still have those. Not, <laughs> not because I'm going to get them out and say, you know, most people who believe in a supreme being, even though we may call them by different names, we believe them to be God, right? Which is the first three lines of the first discussion. Still got it. Uh, yep. But I still have my flip chart. Yeah, exactly. But I just, I still... I'm not going to use it. I just can't bring myself because of its religious connection to throw it out. So I think this is such a great idea. Well, I feel like it's more of a memento to my mission as hmm. far as those go, not necessarily because they're religious, because hmm. I think if it wasn't associated with my mission, I'd probably be easier to throw those pamphlets away. Okay. But scriptures are a different thing to me. They're, they're harder, would be harder to throw away. Yeah. And so they took these scriptures and they created a mosaic of Christ and it is gorgeous. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go look this up on our Facebook page and they just took pages and they colored like somehow colored some of the pa the pictures and they made a beautiful scene behind Christ and then Christ and they just shared how the Book of Mormon has helped them through their lives and um, how it doesn't necessarily do anything special other than it helps them make it through hard times mm. and just helps them have better relationships with with God and Jesus and but yeah, they do have to show a picture down closer to the, they show the, the sisters with the picture, but they also show a picture more up close. Yeah, that's one definitely worth seeing, just seeing all the actual writing and the picture of Christ. It's really beautiful. People being creative and, and trying to think outside the box. It is. It, it stopped well, me. And especially as I, right now. Yeah. Because I mean, it's hard to go do missionary work and all that kind of thing. They're in Leeds, England is their mission. So hmm. they're serving in England right now. But yeah, it's just harder to go out and, and do missionary work. So they have to be a lot more creative to share the gospel right now. But they're having a lot of success as far as missionaries in general. I have a nephew who's serving in South Carolina and he shared some of the things they have to do. But yeah, so yeah, more um, people are probably going to be reached by the story than if they would have just done something else if, by doing this this mosaic. They're probably reaching a lot more people. Yeah. Or, or yeah, or at the very least opening the door and allowing other people to reach out. And that's awesome. It's so fun to see the different ways that missionaries are kind of lending into. I was going to say leads uh, for people who uh, may not know, you know, the famous story of forget yourself and go to work. President Hinckley, that was in Leeds, England. So, wow. so just a little quick connection there. I've got two more stories unless you've got one, Brother Kyle. I have a quick one if you want it. Hit me. Uh, just that we are, well, not we, ladies. You are celebrating, the, uh, the young women are celebrating the sesquicentennial of the young women. How many is sesquicentennial? I think it's 150. I think it's 150. 150, okay. Yeah, I think so. And uh, they're, they're encouraging them to post on social media about it. And they're going to have a face-to-face -face event uh, with the Young Women's General Presidency, uh, Bonnie Corden, counselors michelle craig and becky craven and i saw a picture of them here of these sisters mm -hmm. and and when i say sisters i mean i think they're actually sisters do they all look like sisters they all look exactly alike <laughs> uh, they really do you you know kind of interesting though two things one of course we're going to celebrate with them kyle 
I mean, it'll be the young women who will go to the face-to-face and all that stuff, but we celebrate everyone. So uh, I'm going to eliminate that email that people had started typing out because we all should be celebrating it. Oh, sure. I just mean that I can't go to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then secondarily, all of the, uh, I think it's Sunday school, primary, and young women leaders. Maybe it's not Sunday school. Maybe it's young women, relief society, and uh, primary leaders are all on Instagram now. I saw that. Yeah. I saw yeah, that article. Right. So you can follow your favorite uh, church leader now on Instagram. And to really sell you on it, one of them said, I'm, I'm really not that exciting. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so be sure to follow. Oh, I forget who it was. I, I'm not very exciting. So. It's, it's like the people who their first line in their talk are like, oh, listen, I don't really want to be here today. And I instantly right. go, well, great. Thanks for wasting my time. Thanks a whole yeah. heap ton. <laughs> Uh, or I didn't really prepare. Exactly. When I woke up this morning to prepare, and you know they're making a joke, but also it's the truth. It's, yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking to uh, Nate Eaton um, from the East Idaho News. He's going to give us an update in the coming weeks, right before Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact, about uh, the Daybell case. Not a whole lot going on, uh, if you would know about the Lori Vallow Daybell and the uh, the Chad Daybell cases out of Idaho. Um, they are accused. Uh, it's alleged that they killed her two kids. Lots of people in the wake of their um, their love affair, literally love affair, a couple dead spouses. Um, we have shared that story all along the way. Uh, mix in a little bit of um, apocryphal uh Mormonism, you know, uh, end of yeah. days, end of time Mormonism into it as well. And you get things like um, Lori Vallow saying, and they have an audio recording of it, I was going to murder him. I was going to kill him like the scriptures say, like Nephi killed just to stop the pain and to stop him from coming after me and to stop him come from coming after my children. Uh, referencing, of course, the Laban scripture where it's better that one man shall perish than an entire generation. Uh, and also she, of course, speaking of her third husband uh, in that there is audio recording of that. And that case continues to get crazier and crazier. Well, they also yep. combined um, hers and his together. That was other other development a little bit ago. We'll they're now being couples charged trial. together. Yeah, they're being charged together now, I think. We'll find out exactly what all of that means and look forward to that in a future episode. I also should let you know, um, you know, if you have not gone back and listened to it, just this last Friday's episode was uh, the sister missionary who was stabbed in Houston. Uh, so you can hear all her story. Uh, about how that happened and how she has now come on the other side and, and what her life is like. Uh, I should tell you that this Friday's episode, um, we visit with a gentleman by the name of Drew Chrisman and his wife, Avery. Uh, this ended up not being at all how I thought it would end up. Uh, Drew plays for The Ohio State University, and he is the guy, we've talked about him in several articles of news, um, where he... Uh, wore the t-shirt his first year uh, reporting to camp that said, I love Mormon girls. And so I wanted to ask him about that. And I had no idea that I would get all that I would get from that episode. So look forward to that this Friday. It's Drew and Avery Christman. Last article for today. Let me share this with you. 
This, again, one of my favorite things, from fundraising to foundation, 13 surprising facts about three pioneer temples. So this is, again, something that <laughs> I, would like, I would like to be how, surprised. I, how surprising are they? <laughs> so number one, this is about the St. George Temple, and, and uh, prop to the folks over at uh, LDS Living, which is where I got this. I love a list. I can't ignore a list. Did you know that a party was held by every ward to raise money for the St. George Temple? That's how they paid Not for every it. every ward. Yeah, every ward. Hmm. Well, at the time, obviously. Yes. Yeah, well, back in the Yeah. So here's an interesting thing about that. How many people do you think were jaded like people today and would have just been like, can you just take our money? Do we have to have a party? Here, I got, you know, my... I got my fields to tend to. Can I just pay my money and can we not have the party? Who knows? I think they probably would have rather have gone to the party. They didn't yeah. have much entertainment back then. Yeah, they weren't like, hey, I need to, I need to, I learned a great term for Netflix it. and chill. Yeah, dead, dead scroll, <laughs> doom scroll. I heard the term doom scroll the other day and I had never uh, really connected with that necessarily. Do you guys know what doom scrolling is? No. No. So when you get on your phone, it said Doom Squirrel at yeah. first. Honestly, <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, doom scrolling is where you just get on your phone and everything that you look at as you scroll just makes you less and less connected to the world and like more. Oh, this is the end of the world and everything is terrible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's called doom scrolling. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, all right, number two. You ready for this? The St. George Temple became the location for the first endowment for the dead and was the first place that white clothing was worn in the temple. Okay. So, so far, LDS Living and your promise of They're 13 They're doing a better things, job. Yes. Number three, after the St. George Temple was dedicated, Brigham Young asked Wilford Woodruff and others to write down the temple ordinances for the first time. Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I think they knew that. Number four. A group of Shoshone, including a Shoshone leader named Sagwich, helped build the Logan Temple. And I did know that. Um, Darren Perry, and I don't have the number episode, but I'll make sure we include it in the show notes for this episode. Uh, he is a Shoshone elder. He was on here uh, probably about 100 episodes or so ago uh, telling us about the Shoshone and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I know he mentioned that. That's a great episode. If you have no idea the interactions with the, the Shoshones and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you should check that out. All right, LDS Living, you're doing pretty good so far. Number five, the foundation of the Salt Lake Temple. We know that it had to be buried. Do you know how long it was buried for? Um, No. Three years. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, original plans for the Salt Lake Temple called for two assembly halls and spires made of wood. Didn't know that. All right, there's six for six. Way to go, LDS Living. In order to finish the exterior of the temple, an extra $175,000 needed to be raised. This, I believe, for the Salt Lake Temple. Um, yeah, crazy. And that's $175,000. I mean, that's a lot by any standard, certainly more than I make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to, to be able to do that... Um, Back then, one man, John R. Murdoch, recommended that all those who were present at this meeting could say how much they were personally willing to dedicate to the temple. You know, put it on, put them on the spot right there at the meeting. <laughs> and one by one, the church leaders pledged uh, generously, uh, promising a total contribution of more than $50,000 just in a meeting. How would that be? Wow. 
It also does make me wonder if I if it'd be one of those meetings where like the first guy, you know, says like ten dollars and then the next guy's like twelve dollars and it's just a bunch <laughs> of posturing from people and then like the twenty first guy's like two dollars. Sorry guys, that's all I got. Um changes from time from the time of the original temple plans included electric lights, steam powered heating, and elevators. Okay, yeah, of course. Uh, temple dedication sessions were held twice daily until every ch- church member who wanted to attend a church temple dedication session could attend. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Uh, one of Brigham Young's daughters, Susa Young Gates, was the official reporter for all the dedicatory sessions. Okay, now we're grabbing at straws, LDS Living. Uh, young Wilford Woodruff had visions of himself dedicating a temple in the mountains. Didn't know that. Uh, during one of the dedicatory prayers, President Woodruff prayed that the saints could remember how they had been helped in the past to help them get through future times of trouble. And then finally, number 13, as we learn these 13 things about three pioneer era temples, special decorations were sent by the Hawaiian saints in Laie. Uh, and they were displayed in the celestial room after the Salt Lake Temple's dedication. I didn't know well, that. That's cool. I, I wonder if we still is. have those artifacts. Possibly. I depending would depending on what they are. I unless they were uh, like a real live flower lay. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The remnants of a flower lay. Uh, you guys, uh, thank you so much for uh, coming and doing articles of news. Uh, we'll get to the third block where we talk about a great holiday family friendly film it's not it's not church centric uh but the guy who i am 99 percent sure plays a santa type character uh sean stevens he's a revisiting guest of the cultural hall we'll come back and do that in the third block there are a lot of great individuals who put some money behind the cultural hall but there are also some great businesses, and I need to tell you about LDSBookstore.com. I've known Brandon, who owns LDSBookstore.com, for probably, what, a decade, Brandon? You started advertising back then with us because you knew what a great product we were, and I want to uh, share with everyone right now as they're thinking about Christmas time, their gifts, all of those things, uh, about what a great product you guys have. LDSBookstore.com has uh, the Christmas Nightlight and a Plan of Salvation kit, which... I was told, apparently, uh, is a way for you to be able to teach the plan of salvation to your family in a kit. Makes sense. Sort of self-explanatory, but I didn't know. You can personalize your gifts to make them more unique. So what am I talking about? Maybe you get some scriptures, they'll emboss or engrave a ring. They have uh, any any type of thing that you could want where you put the name on it, right? Maybe you got the uh, the missionary going out on a mission. The elder or sister, put the elder or the sister before whatever it is that you purchase them. You could do that too. Plus, they have the free weekly Come Follow Me printables, fun LDS ornaments, anything you could ever want a Christus on, uh, they have it available, including Christmas ornaments, that great pendant necklace. Uh, you can also get a Christus nightlight. Did I mention that already? A Christus nightlight. There's some symbolism there, but also it's just kind of cool. Hop online and check it out for all your LDS Christmas needs. It's ldsbookstore.com. Here in the third block of the cultural hall, very honored um, in the worst lighting he could possibly get for his video <laughs> call questionable sound quality we have sean stevens now if you have not ever heard of sean stevens shame on you 
but also you need to go back and listen to episode number 177 of the Cultural Hall, where he is the second and third block of that episode. I don't think that uh, I realized this at the time, but I combined you, Sean, with uh, Paul Cardall as like a mega super episode of greatness. Uh, People should go back and listen to that episode. It was when you were working on the Cokeville Miracle. Yeah, that was, uh, you were actually the first person to interview me in 30 plus years. Yes. If you recall our conversation, I hadn't worked as an actor in all those years up until T.C. Christensen invited me to be in the Cokeville Miracle. So, yeah, when we sat down together, that was the very first interview that I had done. So It's been quite the career since then. I mean, if people don't know you from early, early stuff, we could talk about uh, the fact that you were on uh, the day- Days of Our Lives uh, for a brief little stint. You had some facts of life in there. Help me pick up some other things that I may not be remembering. Too Close for Comfort, Eight is Enough, Buck Rogers, Fame, um, some feature film uh, opportunities, another uh, soap, Search for Tomorrow, did uh, I don't know how many episodes of that. Days of Our Lives, even though it was just a couple of years, I did over 100 episodes there so in my teens and 20s i had a good run but and then he said and then he said forget it hollywood i'm leaving you in the in the uh, in the dust i'm i'm going to go pursue some other things but he caught the bug he knew that he couldn't get away from it for too long and so you did that cokeville miracle tc brought you out of retirement and you have been working what seems like constantly ever since i've been very fortunate and very blessed and uh, a lot of the uh, the local Utah film community has graciously accepted me back into the fold. And so, yeah, the last uh, few years, um, films like uh, Garrett Batty's Out of Liberty, I played the judge there. Uh, uh, Covenant has had me over for a couple of their short uh, Christmas films. Last year's Candle in the Window did uh, the, the Trial of Porter Rockwell have a couple other things in the can, a couple other things coming you, up next that year. That you can't talk about, I'm sure. I get it. I get how you Hollywood types are. Uh, <laughs> but you're here to talk to us a little bit about a uh, a Christmas movie. Now, people are thinking, all right, it's the 16th of November. Come on, Sean. What are we doing here? It's not even Thanksgiving yet, but yet we're already talking about Christmas. Tell people about the Santa Box. It's never too early to have a film that, that makes you feel good and makes you feel positive and inspires you and transports you to a better place uh, where where you learn great lessons and um, and shed a few tears and, and have a few laughs. I think especially now it's something that we all need right now. So, yeah, it's a little early miss maybe for a feature film release for a Christmas project, but... Never too early to feel good. Now, people that are hearing this, they go, oh, Utah, wait a minute. I'm not going to have an opportunity to see this. It is opening uh, in theaters uh, in the Intermountain West for people to be able to see. Oh, but wait, there's more. There will be other opportunities for people to see it. So if you're thinking, well, I'm done with this interview because I'm not ever going to get a chance to see it. Stop. Don't do that. (laughs) Sean's going to tell us about what this is about and then how people can see it. Well, the Santa Box, uh, a brief uh, synopsis, is about a, a young young woman, young girl, Callie Watts, who for the previous five or six years of her short life um, has had a bad experience happen around the Christmas season. She, she lost uh, her father. 
She lost her grandfather another Christmas, another another thanks post Thanksgiving fire in their apartment destroyed all their belongings. So they moved to this town hoping to make a fresh start. But Callie hates Christmas. I mean, she thinks nothing good comes of Christmas. But she and her mother, her widowed mother, moved to this small community. And as soon as they open up the van, uh, I think Callie re- refers to it as a miniature version of Whoville. <laughs> it's, it's draped in Christmas. And immediately she feels... I don't want to be here. This is uh, this is uh, not where I belong. But she uh, starts uh, involving herself in the community, goes to the school, finds some nice kids, some not so nice kids. But uh, in the neighborhood, she finds this old man who uh, lives a few doors down. And uh, she and the old man strike up a, a friendship, mm-hmm. and she helps him in and. He teaches her life lessons through metaphors that sometimes involve plants. You know, his he 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 loves growing things, and again, that metaphor for helping Callie grow, Callie Callie grow into um, overcome her situation and realize that growth can appear in any circumstance, and even bad circumstances are an opportunity for for growth. And uh, we learned about Otto. His personal story is that the old, Otto is the old man. Yeah, Otto, and Otto is um, actually a much older man than me. I mean, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken, as you can, <laughs> the gray in the beard. But uh, I'm I'm 62 personally, and Otto is in his mid 80s. <laughs> so, as an actor, it was a real, a real opportunity to create a character. You know that that appeared on paper and in, in the imagination of our creator, writer, director, producer, Spanky Ward. He, he created this this beautiful character named Otto. Spanky and I had worked a couple of times previous. He had invited me to be in a couple of his short films, and we'd become friends, and he shared this script with me uh, quite a few months ago. And when I read it, I just was drawn to Otto. And even though I wasn't age-appropriate for him, I felt that I had other other arrows in my quiver that I could bring. And uh, with the help of a very talented makeup person, Vinay Morris, we set about doing some experiments with makeup and presented them to Spanky. And the first few times were not successful, and Spanky didn't have much hope that I could pull off the <laughs> off book. He stuck with me, and but at the same time, he was reading other people and had a couple other options. But... Uh, Personally, I'm very grateful that he stuck with me and let me convince him that I could pull off the age look and that along with, with uh, body language and, and wardrobe and uh, a German accent even. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I landed the role and had a, an amazing experience making the film. And it's taken on quite a life since it's even been released. I and mean, people are embracing it. I understand Amazon's even sold out and... Uh, it's available in the Deseret Bookstore, Siegel Bookstores. And you mentioned local theaters. Uh, Megaplex uh, has also embraced it. And it's uh, playing right now in the Megaplex in Jordan Commons in Sandy, uh, Legacy Crossing in Centerville, and also Thanksgiving Point in Lehigh. Will there be a digital uh, release? Like, will I be able to watch it on Amazon Prime or Living Scriptures as we get closer to the holidays or what? anything like that? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I don't know about those platforms necessarily. I know the church 
and through Covenant Communications uh, has launched or will shortly be launching a streaming platform of their own and I know that Santa Box will uh, will be available there but I hopefully it does well in the theaters such that it can be rolled out to more theaters not just only in the megaplex chain but but uh, elsewhere perhaps even throughout the world let me ask you this personally how do you feel that you used to be the the young strapping days of our lives soap opera gentleman and now you're not 80 in your 80s as you indicated but you are able to pull off 80s how does that feel for you well hopefully it's there's a lot that i need to do yet to pull off the 80s and hopefully i was successful in the santa box but in all honesty, as an actor, my I shudder to use the word journey because it seems like it's It's a used. little cliche. It's sort of cliche, but in my own transformation as an actor, the younger self frankly got a little little blase or a little bored with always playing the the boyfriend or the you know, the older brother or the boy next door. Mm-hmm. But of course I was in my teens and twenties and that's you know what what you did. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm maturing physically. I have a, a broader life experience now to draw from. I am a grandfather. I've raised, I've raised four amazing children who uh, you know, have, are starting families and, and careers of their own. I've been through a lot, and as an actor, those are the things that you, you draw from, is life experience. So I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've been given in the last few years to delve more deeply into character-type roles. Mm-hmm. You know, frankly, every role I, I consider a character because you're becoming somebody else, whether it's, you know, physically, but it's always emotionally. And some of the opportunities that I've been given in the last few years have uh, been more rewarding besides, oh, maybe even in spite of a paycheck. Because, <laughs> you know, Utah is, uh, it's more of a passion field, acting and filmmaking in Utah. Cause there's not the money that one could possibly make in Hollywood. But for me, the opportunities, the content, the film community is much more rewarding than anything I had ever done or possibly could ever do being back in the Hollywood quagmire. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Santa Box, when you were talking about uh, the, that the young girl learns uh, lessons, not, not only learns from the relationship that she has um, with Otto, to me that, that screams family-friendly, uh, great, feel-good like get you into the spirit and and maybe take something away. Is it heavy-handed? I would be I would be cautious. Would it be heavy-handed? No, 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 no. It's not heavy-handed. There's there's some humor there. A couple of the characters are are over the top, mm. and you know, I mean that and that's fine because you know it is a family-friendly, kid-friendly movie, and everything can't take itself too heavy-handed and too serious. So there's a couple of characters that you know are. Uh, iconic in the genre. You've got the mean mother, you know, the the Mrs. Kravitz kind of a character who's a busybody who knows everything that's going on in her neighborhood. You have uh, all your your typical cast of characters at the high school. You have the mean girl. You have the the good kids, the mean kids, the not so nice kids, the kids that just go along because of peer pressure. So there's a takeaway for everybody that sees the movie. And uh, you know, I don't consider being emotionally affected as being heavy-handed. I think, you know, we all need to shed a tear from time to time, and hopefully, at least from people that I know who've seen the movie, they've they've shed a few tears. But there's nothing wrong with that. No, 
No, no, no, no. And I just ask because sometimes as we get like these, and I know this is not a church-related film, um, but certainly it would be one that kind of uh, fits in within the morals and the values within the church. My, my character of Otto, we find out, is Jewish, but he embraces Christmas. Interesting, interesting. So that's something, you know, there's something for everybody here, uh, whether you're Christian celebrating Christmas time or you know, Jewish or, or not necessarily even faith-based at all, but it's a, it's a movie that just centers around ideals and morals and values that are good for everybody. Everybody has their favorite Christmas movie. Who knows? The Santa Box may be their new favorite Christmas movie. In visiting with you, Sean, when I visited with you before, I asked you three questions at the end of that episode, and I'm oh. not sure that you remember uh, that I did that. I will ask those of you again as we wrap this out. Now I'm remembering, yes. The first okay. question is, do you have a calling right now? And if so, what is it? Yes, I am the uh, ward music director. Oh, cool. Do you have a baton? And, uh, do you have a baton? No, I don't do that. So interesting thing there. Um, I'm a convert to the church. I joined the church when I was 19, but my my younger self um, grew up in a church. I won't say the name, but we didn't use instrumental music. Hmm. Everything was a cappella. And at a very young age, as young as 10, I was conducting the hymns in front of the congregation and um, using with no piano accompaniment. So you get a little pitch pipe, get the pitch, and you just so even. When I'm when I'm conducting music in our ward, other people tend to use a, maybe a, a music stand and put the book down there, and then some use a baton or some weigh, weigh both arms. I hold the hymn book in one hand, and I conduct with my my other hand. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? My favorite callings have always been working with youth. So um, I've been in a bishopric where I was assigned over the young men, young women. I've been a young men's president. I've uh, been involved in scouting. Uh, anything to do with the youth is always where I feel most passionate and missionary work. Hmm. And as a convert, I'm very passionate about missionary work. And then the final question, what is your favorite part of your faith? Family. Family, family, family. Um, that's what drew me to the church. And uh, that is what sustains me as a father, what got me through the child-rearing years when they were the most difficult, <laughs> partly because of what it taught me how to you know, be the head of a household, how to be a patriarch, how to be a, a priesthood holder in a home. But it also gave me the support with other individuals, the young men's presidents, young, young women's presidents, the scout leaders, the, the you know, I, there's, it takes a village. And uh, without that village, I don't know that I would have the amazing uh, sons and daughter that I have because I, I don't know how people navigate that, this world without, if not the LDS faith, you know, some other faith to support you in, in your job of raising a family and being a head of a household and being a husband. Well said. Uh, the film is called The Santa Box. You can find it, as you mentioned, Deseret Book, Seagull Book, lots of places online. If you live in the Intermountain West, you can likely see it in the theater, at least for a short run. Let's make it run a little bit longer. And then possibly to a brand new or other already existing streaming service, maybe sometime soon, hopefully. We'll provide a link in the show notes for where people can find everything about it. Richie, one thing I'd like to add is the young woman who plays um, uh, Callie, Cammie Carver, She's a first-time actress in a feature film, and she carries the whole thing on 
very tiny shoulders, and she does it flawlessly. Very, very, very good young actress, and we'll be seeing more of her. Excellent. We hope that this episode, Sean, has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be 